All right, we're ready for uh, Dropkick Basement. New episode of Dropkick Basement. We haven't been back in a uh, in a little bit. Uh, myself, Mike Madden, the franchise with uh, Certified Five, Matt Guy. Five, five, What's five. Going on, Matt? I I'm I'm going through it today. A little rough day for me, but uh, uh, we're here. Well, that's you know to be expected. You just had your birthday, so happy birthday to you. 30, 35 feels sore. <laughs> Well, I hope everybody in the uh, in the listening sphere uh, understands Matt is uh, is going through a little bit of a uh, you know recovery for today. <laughs> recovery is not even it's like. Oof. Well, what better way to do it than uh, than for us to to tackle a full March Madness style tag team bracket um, and a little bit of kind of backstory on this one. Uh, one half of FTR, Dax Harwood. He does his own podcast now, uh, which is it, it's a good listen. He tells a lot of good stories and spills a lot of tea. Um, but one thing that he is passionate about, just like I am, and, and to a certain extent Matt is, uh, is tag team wrestling. I, I'm I'm a really big tag team guy. Um, it kind of it's kind of frustrating to me that like the WWE kind of puts that in the back seat, D- diminishes it, yeah, more than anything. Um, but with the with the founding of AEW it it kind of gets thrown a little bit more into the forefront and uh it's not surprising that a team like FTR decided to go to AEW because of that Mm -hmm. um and I do think that you know as some of these guys from WWE that are tag team specialists are coming out of contracts or renegotiating they, they will take that into account and without that without a question that that should be in their uh their their negotiating tactics or their, you know, their, you know, next place to, to ply their trade tactic is to, is to, Hey, let's go where people are going to care about tag team wrestling, where we're going to allow the main event of a weekly television show. Right. Well, um, and with that said, um, first of all, thanks to, uh, to uncle Dax for, uh, putting this together for us. Yeah. And if anybody wants to follow along, uh, on not, not on ours, but, um, follow his podcast FTR with, uh, with Dax Harwood. Um, but also on Twitter at uh, he's at Uncle Dax. Yeah. So uh, it's a good place to like see this bracket to check out um, what it is we're talking about, and to uh, certainly read the comments section where people are like, "Well, you left these guys out." <laughs> the the comments are great. It's oh, like the it's just connection. Um, and I, what I think what I, I there was a couple of precursors that he had to creating this bracket, and most of them were like not thrown together tag teams. It was established sure. tag teams. Yeah. There was a bunch of of caveats to that. Yeah, so. and I think he mentioned something <clears throat> about like you know it's got to be a team that's like drawn money or um, held a title of significance, and I think that's going to be something that we're going to cover as w- as we actually go through the bracket. And I've picked everybody. I've, right. I've gotten yeah. All the way to my so. Finals, the good brother Matt forgot to do his homework, and uh, so the way we're going to go through this, especially since I I, I don't know a, uh, a handful of these teams, um, we're going to let Mike kind of direct it, and then sure. I'm going to yeah. form an opinion based on. I mean, we were talking about it before. I I have a pretty solid idea of where I'm going and what direction I'm going exactly. in, yeah. but for some of the ones that uh, that I don't know, Mike's going to kind of give me a little background on it. And, Absolutely, yeah. I'll give you I'll give you the guidance <clears throat> that. Uh, that I've got on my own, and, and we'll see if we can muddle through this. So, without further ado, um, we are uh, we're going to be hitting the first uh, quadrant. We're going to call this the tag quadrant. The tag quadrant. So, yeah, one is tag, the other's team, the other one's March. 
the other one's madness. So the tag quadrant, um, the number one seeds in the tag quadrant, uh, Matt and Jeff, the Hardy Boys, uh, multiple, uh, multiple companies, tag team champions and, and legends and certainly innovative. And, uh, and their opponents in the first round are Seamus and Cesaro, uh, the bar. Um, I think two or three times they held the uh, yeah. tag strips <clears throat> in WWE. Two bru- uh, guys, bruisers or, uh, or brawling types that are, uh, you know, again, both guys, all, you know, technically speaking, all four guys are active, although I don't know if we'll see Jeff Hardy anymore. But this isn't based on them getting in the ring today and, and going at it. We're, we're looking at them from the best possible uh, versions of themselves and, and how, this, uh, how this matchup would line up. Since you're familiar with both teams, um, why don't you give me a little bit of, uh, of what you would think this would look like? And so, I mean, I feel like we've seen that match. <clears throat> yes. Yes. We've absolutely seen it. Um, the thing I would be more excited for was getting a younger version of the Hardys against them. Um, true. true. The bar, the bar was very hard hitting and that would go, that would work well with the style that the Hardys have it. It's like almost, you're almost getting like an APA type of match against the Hardys, yeah, which is them, like, let them take the, the heat. Right. Right. And the, and the, the, the Hardys are the, the smaller guys. So they're going to, they're going to take all those, those big bombs. Oh, yeah, and definitely. Yeah. Um, in a regular tag match, it, it changes it a little bit, but I'm still going the Hardys on it. I agree. Um, the Hardys would definitely, I mean, just based on their pedigree and the, you know, the amount of like high profile matches that they had as a team. Plus, given the fact that they are such influential guys uh, still throughout pro wrestling, I think they um, they certainly would cut the muster and uh, and would definitely be able to get through in the first round. Now, this is this is where it might get a little bit dicey for you. Um, yeah, because I have no idea who Nick Bockwinkle and and Ray the Crippler Stevens. No, no clue. So um, I knew I knew that there was a person called Nick Bockwinkle, <laughs> but that's it. So here's, a, again, just a little bit of a, uh, for you and the people at home, the, the viewers. They're not viewers, they're listeners. But for the uh, for the home side, um, the eight seed is Nick Bockwinkle and Ray Stevens. They were, I think, two-time AWA tag team champions as a team. Nick Bockwinkle himself was about a four- or five-time uh, AWA world heavyweight champion. Uh, Ray Stevens was the template for the way that um, a lot of guys worked in the 70s. Pound for pound might have been the best worker in in the world at that time um, as far as like taking like risks with bumps and uh, again being able to kind of fly all over the ring uh, as the heel in any scenario. Um, so that's the eight seed, the Bockwinkle Steven Steve, managed by Bobby the Brain Heenan, by the way. Um, don't ever sell that short. And uh, their opponents <laughs> are the outsiders, uh, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash. Um, you know... It's a. Uh, I don't have to go over their pedigree. They they basically uh, they ran the tag team division as two single guys who went to WCW and and just basically established it for two years straight almost as like the dominant tag team. Um, you know, for good or for bad, they they actually Scott Hall being the, the worker of the two, um, they had their fair share of good matches <clears throat> and pretty intense feuds as well. So my my thing with this is even even though I don't like Hall and Nash as a tag team, mm-hmm. yeah. I feel like especially as the outsiders, they didn't really bring much for me as far as what I like to see in tag team wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was this would probably be as close to an exception of like oh well 
you know, these are two two guys that got put into a tag team. Yeah. Even though they were a tag team, it's like, you know, almost like Kane and Undertaker, I would consider yeah, to be very close to this. Right. Right. Um, and I, I might have included them at one point because they, they did they were multiple time champions. Um, but with that said, not knowing anything about the other two, I pushed Hall and Nash through. Uh, I'm wearing an NWO t-shirt, and you're not going to be able to see this because you're listening to it, but I'm wearing an NWO t-shirt for a reason. And that's, yeah, I, I agree. Even though like I've seen the work that Bockwinkle and Stevens did uh, through videos, and, and I always liked the way that they, they worked, they wouldn't be able to hang with two relatively like super heavyweight wrestlers um who would uh eventually like wear them down and and throw them around and and uh and so we're gonna let the uh the outsiders uh get to the next round on this one so uh that brings us to the four versus the 13 matchup in the tag team bracket another interesting one and i this is one i'd actually like to see um play out uh and that's uh dory and terry funk Versus uh, knobs and sags, the nasty boys. The nasty boys. I mean, the nasty boys. These guys, like growing up, I I just remember having like figures of these guys, and and my my dad and my uncle used to like we we were all we were a big wrestling family, sure. and when the nasty boys came on, my dad was like grabbing one of us and shoving our head into his armpit yeah, well, or something. Arms, yeah, Pity City. Was, yeah, uh, was a yeah. That, that's an easy move. That's a dad uh, finishing <laughs> move. Um, this would be a unique matchup. Yeah, uh, it would be. I think it would absolutely be fun to watch. Um, I just think that between the Funks and the Nasty Boys, if I'm gonna put anyone through, I'm putting the Funks through because I think you'll get a better match in the end. I think we're on the same page with this one. You're definitely gonna, and that's the thing. Like the Funks, um, I think anybody who's a who's a fan of tag team wrestling, especially tag team wrestling in Japan, can tell you that like the Funks. They they come to play like and they would wrestle with they in their heyday, um, even beyond their heyday. They could hang with any team in pro wrestling, you know, as far as like, you know, they might have a, you know, a pretty scientific style, especially Dory, um, you know, get you in a hold and and ride that hold until you tapped out. And then Terry's the wild man and the brawler. Yeah, we know that he is and, a uh, wild man. And I think he I think he would would certainly hold his own. Brother held his own with Brody and Hanson. I mean, he Gonna he did he did also come into the ring with a chainsaw. Oh, for sure, a functioning yeah. chainsaw, yeah, a functioning chainsaw. So uh, both of us were were getting the the funks through to the next round, um, which brings us to the five twelve matchup. Which again, it's another one that like it, it it's a uh, it's a really close one for me. You've got the new day. Um, and I guess this is we're we're playing by Freebird rules, so you could have any combination. Right. So you could have Kofi Woods or Biggie, uh, the New Day versus Los Gringos Locos. Which now, is, go ahead. You have to give me a little input oh. on who the Los Gringos Locos I will, because I feel like I know who they are. And absolutely when, do. Is it the is it is it basically um, is it the guys that rode the the lawnmower to the ring? No, 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 none of those guys. It's uh, Eddie Guerrero and. The late, well, both guys are late at this point. Uh, Love Machine Art Bar. Um, so they were a dominant team in AAA at the beginning of the 90s. Um, Might have been like if they had stayed together and they were uh, heavily uh, leaning towards going to ECW before Love Machine Art Bar died at the, I believe, the beginning part of 1995, he passed away. Um, but they were coming stateside uh, if, the, if he had survived. So this is like a fresh... 
Eddie Guerrero. So this is Eddie Guerrero and his part. And now I, I believe I, I yeah. do remember you briefly. We we briefly discussed yeah. this team yeah. before because you you were you were like in love with these guys. Art Bar Art Bar is so underrated. Um, like in his in the history of wrestling, and I think you're starting to see like his <clears throat> influence in somebody like Dom Mysterio uh, is certainly like borrowing a lot from both Eddie Guerrero and from uh, Love Machine Art Bar, but also like. Jake Paul looks exactly like you see Jake Paul when he's wrestling. Yeah, yeah. And it's like if you know who Love Machine Art Bar is, you're like, holy shit! Like he copied his entire look. See, now this is like Art these Bar. the conversations that were that are going to come out of this are going to get me to go back and watch some of the some if, of this older if stuff. There's, if there's any one match that I recommend from Los Gringos Locos, it's probably their best one, which is Double Hair versus Double Career. It is um, those guys versus. Uh, Octagon, and I believe it's Octagon and uh, El Pan, uh, not, um, El Hiel del Santo. Okay. From uh, okay. the Worlds Collide pay per view, uh, nineteen ninety four, which was co presented. I have I have more homework. You have more homework. This. <laughs> um, yeah. So now, here's the thing. You know how big of a New Day fan I am. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not letting them not go through. Absolutely not. Um, and especially if you consider, they were the. Before the Usos broke their record recently, the longest reigning tag team champions ever. Yeah, definitely. Um, they're what seven or eight time tag team champs, I think. At, at least. Uh, at least. And they're very decorated. And aside from, I mean, Woods had the King of the Ring run, but Biggie had his championship run. Yeah. yeah. Um, Kofi was. Kofi had Kofi Mania. Yeah. Uh, you know, they all they could all do well on their own, but they all only exist because of how well they work as a tag team. I agree with you. Um, and the, you, everybody knows the stories of, you know, basically they were all on their way out the door and they just got kind of thrown together into yeah. a stable because they were three Gross. black guys. But, Gross. you know, it started off as like this fake gospel church thing and then look and look well, where we are yeah. later. Like I have a New Day lunchbox. Ten years now. Ten years later. <laughs> I, have, I, have, I have all three of them sitting yeah. on, my gaming, uh, on my gaming desk of my they're Funko the, Pops. And they're, I think it, I've bought every piece of merch from the New Day that you could possibly own. They're... They're pretty influential. They definitely get through. Um, yeah, that, that was my vote for sure. You know, if it was a 20-minute time limit, they'd probably get the pin in, in 1910. Um, but certainly. And I, I'd love to watch that match. Like, it would probably be a, a, a so, certified banger. Now, going on to the next matchup, the 215, mm -hmm. it's the Smoking Guns against the Heart Foundation. I feel like sure. we're both going the hearts here. Oh, yeah, There's not really much yeah. to talk about. The Smoking Guns were good, but they're not. they weren't they're not, great. Yeah, they're not Heart Foundation. Good. Right. Uh, and then the seven ten matchup. So we both have the hearts going through on that one. Yes, we do. Yes. The seven ten matchup is the Briscoe brothers against the Shield. Is this Jay and? No, this is Jack and Jerry Briscoe. Okay, that changes things for me. Though. So that's yeah. This this is uh this is Jack and Jerry Briscoe. Um. And they're going up against the Shield. The Shield, which again could be probably any combination of them that you want. But I, I would assume it would. But I think the combination that they're referring to is the combination of Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose, because weren't they the ones that were the tag champs? They were the tag champs, probably. Yeah. Because yeah. um, that was like Seth. I think was the U.S. champ. No, wrong. Dean. Oh, it was, so Dean, Dean was the U.S. champ. So then it was they Seth and Roman, Rollins, which is even yeah, more even solidified as a team. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, and I think Seth this Rollins is another. 
Seth Rollins, not to cut you off, but he's a better tag team wrestler. Absolutely. Of all three Absolutely. of them, like he survives in a tag team. Um, I think he's made. I think he's built for tag team wrestling. He is, his yeah. he's very innovative. Uh, he, he his his style in the ring work caters more towards tag team wrestling yeah. and working with a partner like Roman, who's like a powerhouse. He's a hot tag. He's right. a hot tag. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, so I'm I'm going the Shield here. Yeah, I wouldn't sleep on the Briscoes. Like you know, Jack and Jerry. It's another team. Like. If you can catch like a Jack and Jerry Briscoe versus uh, Steamboat and Youngblood, who I think is in this uh, in this tournament as well, um, watch that from like Mid Atlantic 1983, great, great matches. Um, and the Briscoes are heels sometimes, so I, yeah, I put the Shield over them. Um, Steiner's then, fantastic. Oh boy! Yeah, so I don't. I, I put the Steiners through. I was a huge Steiners guy growing yeah. up. I love them. Uh, I used to run around the house doing. Um, Bobby and Tommy, the Fantastics, they were great, and they deserved a longer run, and they should have been like NWA Tag Team Champions, but they were more like your regional, like they were world-class, they were Mid-South Tag Champs. Steiners would definitely get the Duke there. And then, uh, what's the last one here? Oh, you got Beer... Uh, uh, Brody, Brody and Hanson against Beer Money. Brody and Hanson, the 6th seed, versus Beer Money, the 11th seed. Listen, again, it's it, it it's another like kind of a finesse team versus a brawl team. Um, but the brawl team, like I would go Brody and Hanson personally. I would go Brody and Hanson. I don't know how you feel about it, but um, I went I went Brody and Hanson as well. Uh, I was not a big beer money guy. I know that the, I know that the team was great, but I just I never yeah. really got into it. Yeah. It wasn't my thing. Yeah, I, again, I think they were fluid as a team and, and they worked well. But yeah, definitely like so. Um, we'll move into the second. I think we, what we should do is we should get to the final four. Uh, you know the the winner of each bracket before we go to the next. Okay, one. sure. So let's so, finish this one um, just, to, just the next to refresh the second round matchup. Uh, I believe we both have the Hardy Boys versus Hall and Nash. Hardys versus the Outsiders. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I'm I'm going Hardys on that. Really. Um. Okay. I was a big Hardys guy growing up. Okay. Like more, probably my all time favorite tag team. All right. Okay. So. Uh, I'm going there. I feel like you're going to go the other way. I'm wearing an NWO t-shirt once again for a reason. Uh, Hall and Nash. See, just because it's it's in, embedded in my brain that Hall and Nash wouldn't lose to a team like this. There'd be chicanery. There'd be oh yeah, absolutely a whole bunch of nonsense. X Pac might slide in there and and cause a DQ. Six. Love it. Six. Sorry. Six would slide. Sorry. Or eight ball, whatever you eight want ball. to call them. Six. Um, but yeah, I would put Hall and Nash. So that's where we're. we're we're a little bit divided, but right. uh, the next matchup was Funks uh, and the New Day. Yeah, the Funks and the New Day. I go the New Day. I go New Day as well. Of course, it's your, the, I, your you know. And then I get I get a dream matchup uh, that will will circle back around. And to I after that. I also think like the, they would love to work, like the Funks would love to work with somebody like the New Day. Just oh. like just getting heat on them and and you know. Terry yeah, Funk the stank the Biggie. stank in that match would be great. Like yeah. the the crowd would be going absolute. Absolutely yeah. ape shit, bananas for for Woods and Kofi, like definitely. Um, yeah. so then the next matchup, I think we were pretty across the board on. So these. we were we were Hearts versus Shield. Hearts versus the Shield. I'm I'm taking the Heart Foundation here. Yes, sir. Um, yeah. in in what could be another really really solid match. Just just think to yourself, this would be Bret Hart versus Sh uh, Seth Rollins. Yeah, 
like and Jimmy Anvil going against Roman Reigns, well, yeah, like I mean, I mean, but those are and right those now. are just two powerhouse guys too. But yeah. I'm putting the hearts over on that as well. Yeah. And I'd also have Nightheart out of the ring as much um, as possible. And then, <laughs> just, oh yeah, <laughs> you just have Roman just put him through a table before the match yeah. starts, and then and then you have Bret Hart one on two, yeah. handicap style, just working both of them. This next match, I would have it, I would have it stipulated that it has to be a Kirk and Hall. In Japan. Oh, yeah. It has to be the Steiners and Brody Hansen. Boy, jeez. I, I put the Steiners over. I and would that, too, but... And this this final four oh, is like four of my four of my some of like some of my top favorite okay. all time tag teams. Right. Um take the me, Hardys versus the New Day. Okay. Um uh, we've gotten before. Um once again, it's one of those ones where yeah. you kinda wish that in their prime they were able to have this Always match. Always think about this as as teams in their prime. Right, but I'm so like if you were to actually see this match in both teams in their prime, this would yeah. be a banger. No doubt. Um, I put the Hardys over. Okay, I have Hall and Nash versus a New Day, and opposite of what I thought in the last round, where it's like, oh, Hall and Nash would dominate at some point, take over and dominate the Hardys. I think the New Day over Hall and Nash is the money. Yeah, the yeah, money. It, so, that would be the way you go there. Yeah, um, yeah. Some people home have. also thinking about. Um, like all the variations of the Hardys that I got in that that I could get in that match, and you get like broken Matt Hardy with like with with Jeff. Oh, against it, like a he, yeah. a heel against face, and and then you know that's interesting. Um, yeah. that that does add a different ripple to it. Um, or you get like the uh, the the impact version of Matt and Jeff, which oh, was yeah. also very interesting as well. Yeah. Um, and then no, we have the Hearts and the Steiners, both of us correct in the we do. Yeah, the lower the, um, the lower portion the of that. sixteen. Uh, I, I went said, with the Heart the Heart Foundation. Really, okay. I did. So I I took uh, Rick and Scott. Okay, and um, I think a bigger reason why I did that is because I wanted to see that finals matchup of the Hardys versus the Heart the oh, Hearts. Do you say the Hardys versus the Hearts or the New Day versus the Hearts? The Hardys versus the Hearts. Oh, the Hardys versus the Hearts. Okay, so that's that's going to be your final. Uh, Hardys versus the Hearts. I go New Day versus the Steiners. And that, once again, you could have this this cool, like, uh, v- like, uh, Bowie version of the Steiners. Oh yeah. Like yeah. and and are and are like really kind laying real in and beating into the beating really, into the real New aggressive. Day. And and in that case, <clears throat> that would be the Steiners going over. So the Steiners are the first team. They they survived the tag bracket. And they're the first team in my uh, overall final. And I went, I went with the Hardys. Okay. Um, right. So that's my first team in the final four. We're, we're going to move over now Chalk. to the team bracket. So the team bracket, yeah. Um, starting with the 116, I feel like we don't really have to talk much about because I'm taking the Rock and Roll Express. Well, yeah. The only thing I want to do is go over and make sure we know um, all the teams And then it was um, Eminem here, yeah. uh, which was Miz and Morrison. Oh, Mercury and and Morrison and, and Joey Mercury. Yes, correct. Yeah. Uh, with Molina, with Molina. Um, I once like that. That's a tough matchup for them. I understand why they're a 16 seed. Yeah. Um, but that would be a really fun match to watch as well. Like, I don't think there's a bad match on this. They they work really good with the rock and roll, but the rock and roll would would get the victory. They would rock second. and they would roll. They would rock and roll. Uh, and then our eight nine is the Wild Samoans against the American Wolves. The American Wolves is um, the Impact Tag Team, correct? It's Eddie Davey, Edwards and Davy Richards and Eddie Edwards. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm Impact, going Wild Samoans Impact, here. Impact also um, Ring of Honor international team uh they're great i think again this is another one that i would love to actually see come to fruition 
But I, I agree with you. I'd go uh, Afa and Sika, the Wild Simone. Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like, once again, that's that's a tough one for the American Wolves there. It's, you know... It, it's a fair seating for both of those teams, too, oddly enough. It is, yeah. yeah. Um, our 4-13 here is the Andersons, the Minnesota... Uh, what, what are they Minnesota called Wrecking Crew. Okay. Yeah. Um, I have no, know nothing about them, but also who's the world's greatest tag team? So let me explain both of the teams here. So the Andersons, the four seed in this scenario, um, it's any combination. So the Ander- there was two iterations of the Andersons. Uh, the first was Ole and Gene Anderson. Okay. Well, actually, there was Gene and Lars Anderson. Then they brought in Ole. Then they brought Arn Anderson in. Okay. So if you're saying to yourself, well, what what's my best combination of Andersons? Ole and, and Arn. I go the same way. Definitely. Ole and Arn Anderson. Although, like, I hear a lot of good things about Gene and, and Ole as a team. but um, Yeah, but that's like picking Mark out of all the Geigers. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Ole and Arn Anderson versus world's greatest tag team is um, Haas and Benjamin. Oh, okay, yeah. Charlie Haas um, and Shelton Benjamin. So I actually, uh, since we're talking about them, I picked Haas and Benjamin. So did I. Yeah. Because Haas um, and Benjamin, I but think. But actually, yeah, it was, and I, it's, but this is one of those things where because I'm, I'm still not all here today, mm-hmm. um, I, I absolutely know who the world's greatest tag team is. It's just, just not, didn't. it's just not in the wheel. It's not in the, it's not up here today. You, you would have been happier if they put Team Angle. Pro, yeah, that yeah, would that would have absolutely have given sense. it to me. Yeah. Um, and then we're gonna move to the five twelve. Uh, the young bucks at at a five. Yeah. Um, generous seating, if you ask me. I think they could have been a little lower. Really? The yeah. Bucks? Uh, against the twelve Soul Patrol, which you're gonna have to inform me Soul on. Soul Patrol is uh, Soul Man Rocky Johnson and Mr. USA. Tony oh Atlas. yeah. Once again, another tag team that the I know first, well. Uh, full African American WWF. And this game. would be a great match because you have two big guys going against the innovation of yeah. of Matt and Nick. I still put over the Bucks. Oh, the Bucks for sure. The Bucks for sure. Because um, I don't think like the, you know that that's the one thing like that we learned is uh, uh, Tony Atlas and Rocky Johnson did not get along. Yeah. In real life. Yeah. They were not friends. Uh, moving to our two seed, the British Bulldogs against the Hollywood Blondes oh, at the 15. British shit. Bulldogs was Davy Boy Smith and Dynamite and Kid. Dynamite Kid, yes. And then the Hollywood Blondes is Pillman and Stone Cold. And stunning Steve Austin. Okay. Yes, and stunning Steve Austin. I'm putting the Bulldogs over here. Really? Okay. See, this is my first like huge upset of the tournament. I see, and that's the thing is like I, I would look at any of these and I, I wouldn't consider any of them to be a real upset. Well, this one, like as far as seating goes, yeah, um, it is an upset. But it, on based, any given day, one either one of those teams wins. But based on reputation, you would you're going with you're going with this based on reputation, and probably like a little bit of an affinity for the athleticism of the Bulldogs. I'm going with the Hollywood Blondes are going to fuck them over and win this match um, by lying, cheating, and stealing. Hollywood Blondes are my pick. As okay. the 15 seed. Now, uh, once again, uh, I obviously know who the Rockers are. Yes, Marty and Sean. Um, Kings of Wrestling. The 10 seed, the Kings of Wrestling. Claudio Castagnoli and Chris Hero. Yeah, I... so Ring of Honor... You're going to hate me for this champions. take. I, I cannot fucking stand Chris Hero. As a worker? As as a worker. Oh. I think it's because I, I, was, I got the watered-down version of him in NXT. Okay, um, yeah. I'm not a big fan... Uh, I know he. I know how good of a technical wrestler he is, but I just it, he doesn't really do it for me. Um, I'm going with the Rockers here. Uh, I feel like you're gonna go the other way. 
No, I'm going. Okay, I'm going Marty and Sean. Um, and I, interestingly I, enough, we were watching the Rockers the other day, yeah. and they they had a what, who were they facing in they that match? They were facing a uh, Playboy Buddy Rose and Pretty Boy. Tom and Summers. and that was a really that was a really fun match to and watch. So it shows that like they at that time they're two three years into the business, they're only teaming like that particular year, and they were doing more like punch kick and then selling. Then there's no no high spots really. Other than like two hot tags, uh, so and I think the Rockers hold their own with like bigger, bigger, tougher teams. They would get the shit kicked out of them, and then figure out a way to get the win at the end. So uh, the Rockers now onto the three and fourteen. I, I think I can already see you scratching your head about who who the hell the assassins are. I'm pretty sure you're gonna tell me there's some Japan Japanese tag no, team. No, so the assassins were uh, territory team. Um, Started in the 60s, in the 70s. Two guys in masks. Okay. Um, one guy was uh, Jody Hamilton, uh, the father of referee Nick Patrick. And his partner was Tom Renesto. They were kind of stocky. Uh, again, stocky brawlers, but cheaters. They would put pieces of metal in the mask and headbutt and, and all that sort of stuff. That's awesome. So they're, they're cheaters. So they're the three seed just based on their reputation and the fact that they dominated the, the 70s. Versus uh, Gallows and Anderson. Yeah, Gun, um, guns I'm going. I'm going with Machine Gun and and, and Gallows. And and yeah. somewhere along the line, leading up to this match, um, Gallows for sure calls them the ass Haddisons. Like something like yeah, you know something, something for, just ridiculous. Something stupid. Um, yeah, yeah, his personality shines through. I, I I love the New Japan version of the the club. Or the Bullet Club, well, you can like, call them the Bullet this Club, variation right? of the ta- like that variation of the tag team. They literally started. Um, it. WWE does not know how to use them, and and I'm I'm going to give them a little shine back at least on my side. Well, and good. Put them over. Good. I like that's what I like to hear. Um, I also go uh, Bullet Club because I think here's you know this is the one of the big things is that you know when you're talking about teams that have influence, um, I don't think anybody is more influential in the last probably ten years. 12, 15 years close to it in tag team wrestling than Gallows and Anderson. Uh, so, yeah, Gallows and Anderson go Yeah, there. I mean, they, they, you're right with that. They are they're a, uh, a pivotal, like, pivotal team that, that kind of, like, led, oh, yeah. the, led the forefront over, like you said, the last 10, 15 years yeah. of tag team wrestling. Yeah. Um, Miracle Violence Connection. you got to help me out with Miracle this Miracle Violence Connection is Steve Dr. Death Williams and Terry Bam Bam Gordy. Cool. So I put them over <laughs> cool. Mudo and Hayes. I have no idea who the other two guys uh, are. Mudo is Keiji Muto, the great Muda. Okay, yeah. And uh, Hiroshi Hase. Okay. Um, who I, I couldn't even say his name right. Hiroshi Hase, for a while there in New Japan, was like one of their aces. Um, and Muda. And this is this is the incarnation of, of uh, Keiji Muto as himself. Um, but definitely Doc and Gordy would, would go over. Because Doc and Gordy... They might have even had this match in New Japan at some point. Um, and they were just so, again, for probably a three-year period, there was no better team internationally uh, than Doc and Gordy, uh, which sets up a really interesting second-round matchup that we'll get to in a little bit. So here we go, second round. Um, we both had uh, the Rock and Roll Express and the Wild Samoans going through. Yep. And uh, I I would hope that we're both agreeing that uh, that uh, Ricky and Robert would go over the Samoan system. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Because they're plucky and they're baby faces and they're the greatest. And Ricky Morton is <laughs> the greatest seller in the history of uh, of 
tag team wrestling. Uh, the next matchup, we both had uh, the same as well. The world's greatest tag team and the Bucks. I'm putting the Bucks over on that one. No, no, no. No, no, this wasn't the Bucks. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. The Bucks and um, the world's greatest tag and team. And what could yeah. be probably the most athletic tag team match ever. Yeah, I think... Having well, Shel- young Sheldon in the ring with Matt and Nick would be f- they, goddamn amazing. They had this match in Ring of Honor, uh, I believe, at, at one time. But, uh, but yeah, for sure, like, the Bucks would, would get the Duke on this one. Uh, no disagreeing on that one. I've, had, uh, so I've got a really great, I think a really fun matchup uh, in in my next second round, which is the Hollywood Blondes, Pillman oh, and yes. Austin yes. against Marty and Sean. And again, I think they would kind of go round and round each other for a whole bunch. Um, but ultimately, uh, you'd have Marty and Sean uh, getting the Duke. Yeah, the so I put, I put the Rockers over the Bulldogs there too. <sighs> that's um, another one. That's another great match. Yeah. And I don't think that that's one that we never... I think they might have been in some multi-man uh, Survivor Series style tags, but never against each other, um, more as like teammates. Uh, but yeah, for sure. Like, and Bulldog can work with with uh, with Sean pretty well. And I, I, you know, now I'm thinking about it. I would love to see uh, Dynamite Kid and and Shawn Michaels <laughs> tear it up. Um, uh, it's making next, my eyes sweat a little bit. Next matchup, I believe we both had Gals and Anderson. Yep, and, and uh, Doc and Gordy. And docking Gordy, I go oh, Gallows shit. and Anderson. Do you? And um, what would probably be one of the hardest hitting tag matches of this tournament? I don't know for sure if you're paying attention the right way, um, but uh, Doc and Gordy. Yeah, there I is. Mean, I knew we were gonna. There is no uh, Gallows and Anderson in the real world uh, without without, without uh, Bam Bam and and Doctor Death. So that for sure, for sure, is a uh, is a Doc and Gordy for me. Uh, final four in this particular bracket. Um, rock and rolls versus the Bucks. Yeah, I put rock and roll over. I do too. Yeah, yeah. rock and roll. Uh, and then I have the Rockers versus Gallows and Anderson. I put the Rockers through. You did. You did. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so you're you're we're thinking the same thing. I have Marty and Sean against uh, uh, Ricky and Robert. Right. And you put in you put in rock and roll into your final four. I certainly did. I certainly did not. Oh, <laughs> I have the Rockers. Surprise. I have the Rockers into the final four. Uh, that matchup would pit them against Matt and Jeff Hardy. Uh, we'll talk about that in a second, but we're going to move on to the third side of the bracket, which is the March bracket. Yep. Um, no brainer here. here. I'm putting Legion of Doom over on oh. Santana and Ortiz. Santana and Ortiz got the 16 seed. And again, I think Santana and Ortiz are, are an excellent team. Um, they're not uh, like era defining like uh, Hawk and Animal. And I and I think Santana Ortiz would probably be the first person to first tell you team that, to say did, like yeah you know yeah you're gonna put the Road Warriors over us at any time. Um, the eight nine seed here the eight nine matchups interesting. Um, Lucha Bros versus uh, DX and DX in this case is uh, Hunter and 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 Sean? yeah yeah f that give me Lucha Bros all day on that one. <laughs> I I I'd pick that too because. Hunter and Sean are not a tag team. Exactly. And uh, and let's just move on from there because the, the less said, the better. Uh, I think Dax even said it that way on his podcast. So uh, let's move on. The 4 and 13. This is a very interesting one. Um, you've got uh, Demolition, uh, Axe and Smash. Yeah. Potentially is a three-man team if you want to soil it with Crush. But Axe no, and Smash uh, versus... Uh, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. I just changed my mind on this, Red by the Dragon. way. Red Dragon. I just changed it. You did. Um, 
I go I go Red Dragon here. Really? I, you're gonna have I, to you're gonna have to convince me hard on this one. I, I mean I don't have to, but okay. but but stylistically it's a weird mashup for me. And if I'm looking further down the line, what do I wanna see? I put them over for that reason. I okay. like the matchup right. that I'm gonna get further in the bracket excites me more with Red oh, Dragon okay. and the demolition. All right, okay. So you're you're booking it purely on what happens in the future. I'm going demolition just because again it's it's a team with a with a long pedigree, a lot of uh you know, a lot of accolades um on their side. So I go uh I go Red Dragon uh taking the uh taking the L to uh to Axe and Smash. But certainly uh because Kyle O'Reilly's like kick and forearm combo is called the Axe and Smash, I that's <laughs> I think they would uh they'd be happy to do the do the uh do the job for them. Um, the five twelve. Uh, it's this is a lopsided one. I don't know if anybody would would pick the upset on this one. You've nobody got, uh, is putting Blackjack Bradshaw over the Usos. This isn't Blackjack Bradshaw. So. Uh, okay. Well, um, uh, the Usos, Jimmy and Jay, are the five seed, and the twelve seed are Blackjack Mulligan and Blackjack Lanza, the original Blackjacks. Well, oh, correct. Okay, and I gotcha. Think about like again. Like, I think the Usos would. It would take a while for them to beat down. The blackjacks and the blackjacks would certainly be the heels in this one because they're managed by Heenan. Um, I think Bobby Heenan's got three teams uh, in this, but uh, but certainly uh, the Usos get the Duke on that. I think they're just a a, a hell of a team and hell of a talented uh, twosome when it comes to tag team wrestling. Uh, bottom half of the bracket, the two seed uh, Tully Blanchard, Arn Anderson, the Brainbusters against. Uh, the Quebecers. Yeah, I I go Orn and Tully here. No brainer to me. You're not even thinking about uh, no. uh, um, Jacques and Pierre. No, not not even. They had better theme music than the Brainbusters. Yeah. But, is uh, is um now is this version of the Quebecers the one that PCO is in? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, baby yeah. PCO. I remember. Managed, I remember this at a very at a very young age. Managed by Johnny Polo. That I, that I really hated the Quebecers. They were multi-time tag team champions, um, which is interesting because I w- if if I was making this bracket. I would put uh, the the original Rougeau brothers in there over uh, Jacques and Pierre, but hey, it's not my bracket. And but, anytime I hear the word Quebecer, I think of uh, what was that guy's name that did the little oh uh, Rene Rene Dupree Rene Dupree, not Rene Paquette. Um, <laughs> Rene Paquette. <laughs> but yes, uh, the Brainbusters, Arn and Tully, uh, also managed by Bobby Heenan, uh, get the get the victory here. Seven ten. Um, this is why I kind of like uh, toss and turn on this one. Yeah, seven ten. You got the seven seed is the Motor City Machine Guns, uh, Alex Shelley, Chris Saban, versus uh, the Fabulous Freebirds, and pick any combination of Fabulous Freebirds right. you want. Hayes, Roberts, Hayes, Gordy. I Hayes, I, I prefer Jimmy Garvin. I prefer Hayes and Gordy. Of course. Um, I I toss the I toss this one up a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. MCMG is one of my like favorite. Um, Recent tag teams, yeah, uh, they're up there with like Gallows and Anderson, obviously the okay. New Day and stuff. Uh, but I, I put the Freebirds over on this. Really? One. Um, oh. Once again, because I think you get a cooler matchup out of it. Okay, all right, interesting. I actually picked Motor City Machine Guns because I think the Motor which City is Machine not Guns. what I thought you would do. I know it's it's a bit of a sleeper. Um, I love the Freebirds, but I also realize that there's limitations when it comes to the Freebirds. Because you, even though like you could say like, oh, I'm gonna have Robertson and Gordy in there, and Gordy's my my heater, and he might kick the shit out of both those guys. 
Gordy could get tired, and then he's got to tag out. Is he tagging Michael Hayes, who's just going to dance around? Or is he tagging Buddy Jack Roberts, who's just going to get his ass kicked? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I go Motor so, City. Motor um, City in yeah, and also that that didn't really matter for me because I – it, it, they're just going to lose to the, the two seed in the next round. Anyway. All right, okay. Um, the, the, fa- the fabulous kangaroos. Now, I have no idea who this is, but to me it didn't matter because I'm a huge fan of the Golden Lovers. The Golden Lovers, Kenny uh, Kenny Omega and Kota Abushi. Um, the kangaroos, just for a little bit of primer, the kangaroos were a uh, tag team more in the 60s. Um, my dad was a big fan of the kangaroos when they would wrestle in New York. Uh and they were the masters of tag team wrestling at one time and actually pretty innovative. So that's why they're in this tournament. Um, Al Costello and uh, some other dude were the kangaroos. <laughs> so you're not picking them. Don Kent, maybe? I would not pick them. No, I would okay. actually, I go uh, Kenny and Coda. Okay. Okay. In that one. Um, yeah. And Kenny and Coda, the, the dynamic of that friendship, that relationship, and that tag team is, is amazing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I do believe that they were put a little lower because um, they didn't have much as much time together as a tag team They're, compared to some of the other they've ones. They've never come overseas, too, right. like, you know, right. working in uh, the which, a, which regularly lo- as a team. It looks like we might get soon. There's a chance that Maybe. we do get that. Maybe. Um, and then the final, uh, the final seed, the six seed Briscoe brothers, and that's, which is the it, it's that's Mark and Jay, Mark and Jay Briscoe right. against Steamboat and Youngblood. So Steamboat and Youngblood, I mentioned them when I talked about the other set of Briscoes, um, Ricky Steamboat and Jay Youngblood. Uh, oh, what an incredible like babyface tag team in Mid Atlantic uh, during the early part of the '80s. But in this case, I think I'm, I think we're both reading the tea leaves, and I think uh, yeah. Mark and Jay Briscoe go over there and uh, and and get the win. So um, this brings us to round two, and I think we both have the same matchup at the top of it. Um, Legion of Doom taking on the uh, the Lucha Brothers, and uh, I go Legion of Doom. Oh no, no, I had. Um... Oh yeah, yeah. I put yeah. the Legion of Doom over as well. Okay, all right. Sorry, so, I was like looking into that's the right. future. Yeah, Le- Legion of Doom uh, over Lucha Brothers, and I think like again. It, it would be a decent matchup, but I don't think uh, I don't think Ray Phoenix versus uh, Road Warrior Hawk is going to be uh, my dream match. No, anytime. not even close. <laughs> um, you would get some hard hitting from both of the LOD guys uh, with Penta, but yeah, yeah, I don't but, know. Yeah, I think you know. We, it's a, it, I, I think, think we, this would be a weird match stylistically. Yeah. Or the LOD would just kick the shit out of them and they wouldn't have any offense. Yeah, um, there's a racial slur that would get thrown around there somewhere. Uh, um, so you have Red Dragon versus uh, Jimmy and Jay. Yes, I've which is which is something yeah. I don't think we ever got to see. Ooh, interesting, interest, oh. uh, and, and an, a very interesting match. I put the Usos over, though. Yeah, uh, I agree. I think the Usos are, uh, are a more dominant, more influential team. than uh, And, it, you know, again, a nice little uh, underdog story getting out of the first round for... Uh, for Red Dragon on your bracket, right? My matchup would be them against Demolition and and the Usos over Demolition. Yeah, in my once eyes, again another sure. weird stylistic. Uh, yeah, a yeah. lot of those late '80s, early '90s tag teams wouldn't match up very well against some of these some of the newer. Style I think you'd be teams. surprised. I think you, if you look at certain teams. Also, um, does do we get LOD with Darren Drozdov? No. Okay. You know, cool. You know. Cool. Just wanted to make sure. Yeah. Um, oh, but they would have Rocco the puppet. <laughs> as their their manager, uh, we have Arnatoli against the. I have Arnatoli against, against the, the Freebirds. Free I put Arnatoli in. Yeah, 
And, and you uh, had them over the Motor City Motor Machine City guns. Machine Guns, and I have Arn and Tully. The Motor City going, Machine Guns. Motor City Machine Guns. <laughs> um, which again, just just you know, that's the type of thing like watching Brain Busters versus Rockers or Brain versus Brain Busters versus uh, Rock and Roll Express or um, you know Babyface uh, uh, Babyface teams. It would be great to see them go up against, and they'd sell their asses off. But ultimately, like Arn and Tully would figure out a way to win that match. Now here's uh, here's where things get interesting for me because Please. we have the Golden Lovers and the Briscoes. I do yeah. put the Briscoes over. I believe okay. that the 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 cohesion of the brothers tagging yes. together would yes. come come on come out on top of that. It would. Um, and you get that that real nasty version of the Briscoes against like the the clean cut version of the yeah, young the, lover of the of the lovers. The high the fly ver- the high fly version of of the Golden Lovers versus um, the Briscoes. The Briscoes just grind them down and and here's where things start out. to get fun in my bracket. Okay. I pick the Usos over Legion of Doom. I pick the Usos over the Legion of Doom too. And the reason why I did that is the Achilles heel for the Road Warriors was always a um like a fast-paced upstart team, whether they're baby faces, whether they're heels. Like, so if they would, you know, they could they could slug it out with the coal offs, or they would slug it out with, you know, uh, powers of pain, and and they get the advantage. But put them in there against a team like the Usos, who were going to run around them. I think the uh, and the the Usos have that that dynamic where they they aren't. The hardest hitters, but they can hit hard. They're not the highest flyers, but they can fly. Yeah, yeah. They're not the most agile, but they are agile. When pressed. Right. When pressed. Like they can they do it all. Yeah. Um, and they've grown into becoming a well, way more well-rounded version of a tag team. Oh, I agree. I 100% agree with you, and that's why, um, uh, that's why I went with them. And then um, I have the Briscoes going over Arn and Tully, and I know you don't have that. Uh, I do. Actually, have the I, I you're, you're I, really surprising me today. Believe you read my mind. Well, this is the reason that I'm saying this, and and I'm going to go with this is even though I love Arn and Tully as a team, Arn and Tully to me, like they they ring as more of a singles two singles guys that got thrown who into a team. Great as a tag team. And the Briscoes are a tag team. Right. So if this is a traditional tag team tournament, I'm going to lean towards traditional tag teams coming through. And absolutely, uh, it would be great. It's a banger. Um, and I would love to see the next matchup anywhere in the world. Unfortunately, we'll never be able to see it. But holy shit, Usos versus Briscoes. Yeah, and and what a match that, that could have been. Obviously, yeah. with the passing, um, you're, we're, we'll never get to see that. But... Um, that would that'll be that that'll probably go down as one of the greatest tag team matches to never happen. Yeah, yeah, we're really yeah. That's you know that that's unfortunate. Um, I and, put the uh, Usos over here, and the Usos would yeah they would get into my uh, my final four as well. Right. So we're into the last bracket, the madness bracket. Oh yeah, the madness bracket, and uh, the number one seed in the madness bracket is. Uh, and again, this is another one where you could have combinations. Uh, Bobby Eaton, Dennis Condry, or Bobby Eaton, Stan Lane, the Midnight Express, managed by Jim Cornette. And they take on uh, Doom, which is uh, Ron Simmons and uh, Butch Reed, managed by either woman or managed by I uh, do, Theodore Harlow. I, I do think we saw a match recently with Doom. Um, and I, I actually did like the style, like how oh, they yeah. wrestled. Yeah. Um, but it's the Midnight Express, dude. It is the Midnight Express, uh, 100%. 
Um, the eight nine seeds here are two teams that I have no idea who they are. Okay, so here I'll give you the brief ones. Uh, the Valiants are uh, handsome Jimmy Valiant. Uh, also, you might know him as the Boogie Woogie Man, Jimmy Valiant, and uh, luscious Johnny Valiant. Uh, they okay. were kind of a slob tag team that was uh, managed by Albano in the seventies. Um, they could get it done in the ring, like they, you know, kind of the they were the pioneers of that like quick tag. Um, where you're pounding a guy in a corner, you're tagging in a partner, oh, yeah. you pound him the in the rotation. corner, you tag him, you you know. The trick, unicorn stampede, if you will. Trick the referee, get the referee off to one side, isolate the, the baby face, and pound through. Their opponent on that side of the bracket, uh, the number nine seed, are uh, the former ECW tag team champions, uh, Perry Saturn and John Cronus, the Eliminators. Okay, yeah, I'm going to go Eliminators here. I go Eliminators as well. I think there's... Uh, I don't think the Valiants would be able to keep up with a team like the Eliminators. And, uh, and man, like, tag team Perry Saturn is the best version of Perry Saturn. Yeah, and I, I, I enjoyed watching that he ever... Perry, Perry Saturn in tag matches. Um, and then he started having an affair with a mop, and things got weird. I know, yeah. Or, um, or the Holy Demon Super Army, I did look into. Um, I, I actually picked them over the 13th seed here, the Bushwhackers. I despise the Bushwhackers. Okay. You're you're thinking of the Bushwhackers the wrong way. Um, the Holy Demon Army, uh, for those who don't know, Akira uh, Tawe and uh, Toshiaki Kawada. Uh, Toshiaki Kawada, arguably one of the greatest pro wrestlers, one of the four pillars of all Japan pro wrestling. Um, an absolute like beast in the ring with you know a, a motor that could go. And Tawe was a taller guy, a little bit more um, you know kind of rangy. Uh, and they were a dominant, they, you know, one of the more decorated teams in the history of All Japan Pro Wrestling at All Japan's height um, versus the Bushwhackers. And the Bushwhackers, when you say you hate the Bushwhackers, have you ever seen the Sheep Herders? No. Because that was the Bushwhackers before they went to WWF. And the Sheep Herders were one of the most, like, bloodthirsty, um, <clears throat> like, hardcore teams so they got fluffed up in the wwf well they they were older in age and they didn't want to necessarily like go inside of a wooden cage and wrestle in a wooden cage with barbed wire on it anymore okay okay and they were that's like, okay, fair we're, we're a fun family but team it's the bushwhackers that we're voting on we're it's not voting such... on the sheep herders and that's why i take hda okay. over right. it, yeah hda holy demon arm and yes and then um gets the there. next matchup edge and christian at the five seed versus money inc as a 12 seed yeah I go Edge and Christian all day here. Of course. Of course. I think they're a little um, – I think they're ranked too low. I think they could be a little higher. They could be a little bit higher. I agree with you because they were uh, – out of that feud, that three-way feud with the Hardys and Dudleys, they were getting Dukes in bigger high-profile matches. Um, and obviously, like, Edge is – out of, like, all of those guys that were in those feuds, uh, he had the longest and best singles career. Uh, Money, Inc., I don't think they were a team uh, that – they were a good heel team and, you know, good feud with the Steiners and, and they held their own, but uh, not necessarily all that memorable. Uh, the next one we go, uh, the two seed is the Dudleys uh, versus the Koloffs, uh, Ivan and Nikita Koloff. Uh, I go with the Dudleys. On I, uh, yes, no brainer for me. Even if it is uh, Dances with Dudley and, uh, and Chubby Dudley. I would pick them. Yes, over. it's any any version of. <laughs> Although, Dudley. let me take that back. Ivan and Nikita would kick the dog shit out of like Spike. I just Dudley yeah, and, I want to see Spike get get choke slammed from the inside of the ring to the outside <laughs> of the ring. 
Uh, and then this is actually, this is a great matchup. Uh, another one that like, you know, if he could like reset everybody in territories, this would like burn the house down in Memphis. Um, Harlem Heat, uh, Stevie Ray and Booker T uh, taking on the fabulous ones, uh, Stan Lane and, and uh, Steve Kern. Um, undeni- Harlem Heat's undeniable here. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. by all means. But it would and be. As far as tag teams go, like, I, I feel like WCW got it right with them and, and, and pushed them to the moon and back. For sure. Um, but I feel like WCW was a hard place to break through as a tag team. They didn't at, like. I feel like they 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 were very sold on pairing guys as singles. As, well, as the or, later into or the, taking two singles guys and making them. Yeah, a tag team. the later the later in the decade it got. But I think Harlem Heat came around at the right time because uh, they were feuding with teams like uh, the Nasty Boys and Public Enemy and uh, Bunkhouse Buck and Dick Slater and you know so they had they had good teams like established tag teams that they could work with. Um, but yeah, I mean, give me Memphis '84. Uh, Harlem Heat going in there against the Fabs. That might be a different outcome, actually. Um, three and fourteen seed. Um, we've got uh, Pat Patterson and Ray Stevens, the uh, the Blonde Bombers, versus uh, Frankie Kazarian and uh, Christopher Daniels, the Addiction. And um, once again, I go with a more modern team. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, I I didn't know enough about Patterson and, and Stevens. Patterson and Stevens and, is is actually slightly better than, than and the addiction Stevens is and, it's one of the all time independent tag teams. Like yeah, like yeah. people people like the the Young Bucks exist because of a team like Kazarian yeah. and Daniels. Yeah, they they're they're good ring ring generals. They were ring generals at the time too. But yeah, just to give you a little bit of idea, like it's another one. Like if some AWA footage does exist. But mostly, if you had seen like Pat Patterson and Ray Stevens in San Francisco, that's them at their their peak. But like in the AWA, they were uh, early part of the early part of the '80s, late part of the '70s. They were a pretty great team. Um, and then the last matchup on that bottom side of the bracket is uh, what's that? The six ten six six eleven. The six seed are the New Age Outlaws, uh, Bill Gunn and uh, and Jessica James. The tag team that. Should be in out of DX, not DX. Uh, it's true. And uh, and Adrian Adonis and Dick Murdoch. Uh, also big time uh, tag team champions in the WWF at one time. Uh, but I have to go with the team that they made the tag team champions, what, like five times? Like Road Dogg and, yeah. and Mr. Ass. And they, they that iconic match against, uh, against um, Cactus Jack and uh, Chainsaw Charlie. Yes. Where, where Mick took that terrible bump in that dumpster, my yeah, the God, dump, the dumpster bump. Um, so yeah, I, they would they would get the Duke uh, in that scenario. Nothing against Adonis and Murdoch. I just don't think Adonis and Murdoch were a team long enough. Man, if they were a team longer, they you know they'd be the ones that we're we're talking about as one yeah. of the greats. Yeah. So second round, um, I believe we we have the same matchup. Uh, Midnight Express, the one seed against the Eliminators. The nine seed. Yes. And, and I uh, go midnight here. Midnight Express. Yeah. Very, very chalk. Um, Holy Demon Army against Edge and Christian. I think we're going to agree Edge and Christian. Absolutely. The uh, the woefully underrated Edge and Christian here. Um, Dudley's versus Harlem Heat. Fun match here. <sighs> yeah. Very fun match. Yeah. Never happened. Should have um, happened. Give me the Dudley's here. Really? Okay. Yeah. I actually go the other direction. I go Harlem okay. Heat. Okay. Yeah. I think the Harlem Heat... Uh, yeah, they would get the Duke here. And then uh Daniels and Kazarian uh, against uh Road Dog and uh 
and uh, and I go addiction over New Age Outlaws. Really, I go the other way. Um, New Age Outlaws, I think, sneak a win. I feel like the New Age Outlaws were very um, same spot, just different match. Yeah, it was the same yeah. things all the time. Billy was a little more innovative than Road Dog was, and I feel like Road Dog was there to be the mouthpiece, while Billy did do a lot of the work. True. True. Um, yeah, you got Billy, but it was it was very similar all of their matches, and there was a lot of gimmicky like, uh, like hardcore matches that they were always mm-hmm. like and yeah. stuff like that. So yeah. I, I, as a uh, if you're looking for pure tag team wrestling, the addiction you think you go with the addiction. Here. Okay, all right, interesting. All right, and then you got a uh, Midnight Express against Edge and Christian on the uh, on the one side. You're yes, going Edge and Christian. Um, I'm pushing Edge and Christian over okay. here. You're pushing Edge and Christian. Uh, I'm going to be more sound and logical <laughs> in my thoughts, and. Uh, Bobby Eaton and Dennis. And this would actually be, I would insist on it being Bobby Eaton and Dennis Condry version of the Midnight Express. To face Edge and Christian. Without a quote. Yeah. Without a doubt. Because I think, again, I think they match up pretty similar, um, except Bobby Eaton is a is a uh, absolute workhorse. Um, and then I've got Harlem Heat and New Age Outlaws uh, with the Harlem Heat going through. And I, I go Dudley's against the addiction. I put the Dudley's through. The Dudley's Giving stuff. me the Edge and Christian versus the Dudley's final. Which we've seen with Edge and Christian getting pushed into Edge the final Edge and Christian. Floor. Okay. So uh, my version, uh, Midnight Express versus the Harlem Heat with uh, the Midnight Express advancing to the final. So your four teams my in final your final four. four? Uh, I have the Hardy Boys facing the Rockers. And I have Edge and Christian against the Usos. The Usos. Very interesting. Um, very WWF heavy uh, on your side, if I if I do say so. My side, I've got the Steiner Brothers uh, versus the Rock and Roll Express, uh, a matchup that never happened, by the way. Um, well, it never happened in the WCW or NWA. Um, and then I've got the Usos versus the Midnight Express. Ooh. That's it's very interesting, like uh, to see how we got to where we are right now. I know, and yeah. how how much we were sim, how similar we were in the early rounds, and then how then it quickly got, it dissipated. Yeah, it got into. Um, so I'll just knock mine out real quick. Go um, ahead. I have the Hardys going over the Rockers. Okay. Um, it's tough. That's and that's a, another Rockers, really yeah. really fun match that you get to watch. Yeah, I just think the Hardys. Um, like I said, growing up, like that was my my thing yeah. like I, yeah. I learned how to do swanton bombs before I could do a backflip like, okay. you know, like, sure. uh, and then I go um, the Usos against Edge and Christian um, I put I gotta put the Usos over on this one sure um, yeah. and then my final would be the Hardys against the Usos Hardys against the Usos and I do believe that the Hardys take that the Hardys would so hard, you're, get, you're giving the Hardy the number brothers, one tag team in the, all the world is the Hardys they win the tag team March Madness I've got um so my first side of the bracket, I've got the Steiners against the Rock and Roll Express. And in that one, I actually... Um, I'm going to give the Rock and Roll Express the Duke there. Uh, and then I've got the Usos against the Midnight Express. I can't go against the Midnight Express there. Um, although, like, again, it's it's fantasy booking. And this and is where, love this is see, where um, love the, the age gap between us is, starts yeah. to show. Oh, I know, for sure. Um, so I go. So my final <laughs> might be the greatest tag team rivalry in the history of, of Midnight tag Express versus the Rock and Roll Midnight Express. Midnight Express versus Rock and Roll Express, and the Midnight Express would actually win this one. And I think, and I, I inevitably that scumbag. I felt that this is that's where you would go the entire time. Yeah. Um, you're very, tradi- you're a, very much so a traditionalist. Um, I was kind of, I was, I was kind of um, expecting maybe a, a little trickery from you. 
and sliding, yeah. s- sliding, and you you did surprise me on a lot of these. Yeah, but um, like I said, the 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 era in which we grew up watching wrestling definitely had played a big factor in yeah. this. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I don't think either one of those is is a bad answer. Like if somebody was like, "Well, yeah, the young bucks should or, or like well, steamroll everybody in this I, and they win," you know, it's the like, way, no, you're just dumb. The way the way that it was set up, and again, the uh, the all the credit to setting these brackets and creating these themes goes to Dax. Um, Dax Harwood, once again, the FTR podcast with uh, with Dax Harwood, good listen. And this week, he actually goes through his first round of everything. Um, but I think he lends it to like anybody could have an interpretation, and any anybody if you're a traditional like even more traditional than I am, and you want to go back to like the teams from the early '80s and the '70s, like you've got ways of like of seeing like those come through. If you're more of a Attitude era, uh, ruthless aggression, well, and you like, see like, that there's... Ver- like very much how I how yeah. I came up watching yeah. wrestling, and or if you're like, hey, I love international wrestling, and there's enough of these teams that have an international pedigree, right? And you, you had these, you, you had two, two high profile teams from Japan in there. Oh yeah, you had um, well, you have a ton. You, had the, you yeah. had the Quebecers, you had you had Bulldog and Dynamite Kid. Like yep. they're, they're, it was very well represented. It was very well put together. Thanks again, Uncle Dax, for that. Yeah, for sure. Um, so now, now basically, what we want from all you guys is some input on that, and then we want you guys to tag Dax too, so he gets a hold of this yeah. and 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 he could rip us apart. Yeah, for normally, we'd say we would say don't tear me to shreds for putting for putting the hordies over. Yeah, normally we would say don't at the wrestlers, but uh, but if you listen to both podcasts and you heard, you know how we broke this down, uh, certainly uh, give him a little bit of love on that one. Um, so that is gonna be the end for this episode. Um, I think we're both uh we're we're both pretty uh excited to, to watch yeah. tag team wrestling. Um, I, uh, my match of the week that I'm, I'm the, the homework that I'm giving you, uh, for this one, uh, go, you know, go watch, uh, the sheep herders, go watch the sheep herders versus, Oh God. Okay. <laughs> sheep herders versus a fantastic. Okay. Wooden Kate, wooden barbed wire cage, 1980. I believe it's 86 in mid South UWF. It's a five-star match, and I'm not lying to you when I say it's a five-star match. It is great. Um, any of these tag team matches, uh, any of these teams that wrestled against each other that are in this bracket. Your homework mine. is to watch uh, <laughs> Emma and Santino against... Oh, this is like the worst. <laughs> uh, oh, who do they face? Oh, uh, what was that match? Just why? I think it's like the Miz and and Maurice or something. It's it's gross. I just I I gotta I'll find it and I'll, we'll you, we'll you talk really, about it on the really, next show. Yeah, you really but, uh, tore me down. But an Emma and Santino tag team. It, it's uh, comedy wrestling, man. I mean, my, I loved it. That um, makes my butt hurt. Um, but anyway, uh, we will be back next week. Actually, uh, next week's episode. Um, these, by the way, uh, Dropkick Basement, uh, is going into. We're gonna we're gonna be. You know, testing the waters out of, of being a weekly podcast now. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we have uh, we have episodes that will be hitting, and this one will will hit uh, on a Friday morning. So uh, every Friday Happy morning, weekend. Every get get yourself ready for the weekend on the Off the Cuff Stuff Network, um, and also follow the, the the podcast network for more updates about schedule and and the other shows and and all the other. Uh, Fun stuff going on. Mike very uh, quickly shot down my idea of doing a gimmick tournament. It's always in the it's always in the works, but uh, but yeah, you can follow us on Twitter at OTCSPod, um, and certainly uh, you know give us your feedback on uh, on how this is going, and uh, our next episode where it's WrestleMania season. We are on the uh, the 
the yellow brick. You guys can't tell, but me and Mike are pointing at a WrestleMania sign right now. There's a WrestleMania sign that we're pointing at, um, and we will be bringing on a guest, uh, our good, uh, very close, dear personal friend, uh, Tommy Schultz. And we're going to. Tommy Tsunami. We're going to be uh, breaking down the. uh, So we're we're all going to take a bad WrestleMania and rebook it. Yeah. Um, I, and I'm, I've, I've already got my ideas on that and I'm looking forward to, uh, kind of putting the pen to paper and getting the work done. on So, yeah, we're going to do that. So, uh, keep, uh, keep an ear out for that for, for next week's episode and, uh, for, for my friend and my partner, uh, the solid five, the, the, uh, the certified five, um, Matt and, uh, myself, the franchise, Mike Madden. We will, uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Later ski. (laughs) 